Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy, Summer Break edition. I mean, a lot of these have been summer break editions, but we are still in the summer break and therefore it's still a summer break edition. We are here today to talk to you about what we think the 2024 F1 driver lineups are going to look like. Tommy, welcome back. The co-founder of P1 with Matt and Tommy. How are you? Are you well? Are you looking forward to this one? I am. Uh, I'm hoping when we release this, we haven't had an Oscar Piastri style silly season and it's all changed again where Verstappen's gone. You know what? I do actually want to play iRacing and uh, it's all changed. But um, uh, Judging yeah, this... by his previous instance he's had in that, on that platform, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be thinking that anytime soon. No, but yeah, we've not had the, uh, we certainly haven't had the spice that we had last year in, in this off season, have we? Um, but then, then again, that was... Um, I guess, very insane, to say the least. Very insane indeed. So, um, not only are we trying to fill in the slots of the drivers that haven't signed a contract technically for next year, but also talking about could we see contracts be broken? Are performance clauses going to be triggered and we mm. see some drivers losing their seats? Uh, or is it going to be much of the same. Um, now, let's kind of speak about the drivers that are locked in currently for 2024. The Red Bull boys are there, Verstappen Perez, locked in contractually. Same for Aston Martin, Stroll and Alonso. Same for Ferrari, Leclerc and Sainz, McLaren, Norris and Piastri, Alpine, Gasly and Ocon. Um, and then we've got a few slots. So we've got Mercedes, where technically Lewis Hamilton has not signed a contract yet for next year. Uh, although emotionally, as Toto Wolff says, uh, he has signed that. Uh, both the Haas drivers do not have a publicly known contract for next year. Both Alpha Tauri drivers as well. Uh, Joe has not got a contract currently, as uh, and neither does Williams and Logan Sargent. Do you think there's a bit of spice on the horizon, Tommy? Um, I'm not sure about spice, maybe just a bit of seasoning. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, a bit of paprika, mate. Come yeah. on. Okay, right. So let's begin, shall we, with Red Bull. Let's talk about Red Bull first and foremost. Max Verstappen, is he going to lose his seat? I mean, yeah, he's had a pretty poor start to the season. Two second yeah. places. Um, and then, yeah, the rest wins. So, yeah, it's going to... Might come back to bite him, those those two losses. Yeah, I reckon in those those debriefs after the year... They'll, they'll be questioning where he really sort of started to lose those maximum points that he could have uh, could have achieved. <laughs> the uh, funniest but, uh, thing, you joke, the, the, the funny thing is that he probably is like that as a person. Like, yeah, this is the worst race I've ever had. We need to. And I think he even said himself that back. He was like, I need to know why yeah. I'm second. Fair. Mm. And that's why he's a champion. Um, so. Uh, all being serious, Max yeah. Verstappen will be racing for Red Bull next year. Uh, will Sergio Perez, who is locked in with a contract, still be there, Tom Bellingham? Mm. 
I'm going to say yes. Um, I think he has a contract. We know that can be broken. Um, this would have been the contract, right, that he signed when he won before Monaco and then kind of spilled the so beans. he signed too early. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's probably quite happy he signed it now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Red Bull, we've known to... They, they can break contracts. They have done before. There's a lot of rumours. Uh, I don't know if you've been seeing them around about a certain number of points to max and they might be able to get rid of him. You never know how true these things are. 125 points or whatever. Yeah, it seems yeah. All very coincidental, but you never know. Um, I'm like, who the hell has read that contract? Like, yeah. You have these like fan accounts going, well, we have, we have learned that. It's like, who are you talking to? Yeah, exactly. Source, trust me, bro. But... Um, no, I think I think Perez will stay. I think he has to have an unbelievably bad, like even worse season. I I just think that the fact that Red Bull are so clear is saving him at the moment, and they won't want to rock the boat. And particularly if they you know go into a new season, do they want? Do they really want to put in uh, a really top driver um, that might challenge Max when they're going to go into a title and might not have the same advantage? I'm also going to say that Perez will be at Red Bull next year. Um, and uh, kind of echoing your your thoughts, it's he is saved, I think, by the Red Bull performance right now. Uh, I don't think Red Bull need to change their lineup um, because they are winning the constructors and they are winning the drivers. And Perez is in second place. So that's all from a statistics point of view that they really need. Um I think that Perez will 100% be vacating his seat in 2026, if not potentially 25. But I think for next year, it it just doesn't, he just doesn't need to be changed. Um, If if anything, that would open up more of a risk factor for Red Bull um, because it doesn't matter if they win the Constructors' Championship by 20 points or 200 points. It's it's still a win at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I think Perez is going to be there next year. Yeah, same. Let's go to Mercedes now. George Russell has his contract locked in. Um, I think we're both of the opinion that he will be there next year and Mercedes have no reason to uh, break any contracts there. And of course, the mystery, or I don't think it's much of a mystery, is Lewis Hamilton, uh, who has not yet come out with anything around uh, an extension of his contract. I firmly believe 100% of me that he'll be there next year with Mercedes um, the fire still looks like it's there. I don't think there's any real reason to believe he's thinking of either moving teams or leaving Formula One just yet. Uh, he's after his eighth title, and I don't think he's going to stop just yet. No, me neither. I mean, this this you're looking at the like what seats are available. It is very much Mercedes or or retire because I mean, Haas would be a bold move. I mean. Uh, it's not going to happen, is it? Although it would be hilarious for Drive to Survive to see how that would turn out. But um, no, Hamilton, I think, is going to yeah lock in another contract with Mercedes. He's happy there. Still wants to win, uh, win that title, and I do think it's the best place for him. You look at, you know, there's rumours at the start of the season would he take a risk and go to Ferrari, but I think they're locked in now, and he's got that team. And you, you kind of hope that Mercedes, now they've kind of changed their philosophy and gone down to a more, you know, not not that zero side pods. And obviously they've not closed up, but I think they've shown with a 
good consistency that if they did actually get their car right, they could fight for a title. And I'm still um, adamant that Hamilton would be the one that could take a, a title off um, Verstappen if he had uh, the machinery to do it. I love how literally a couple of years ago, it's the other way around that you're saying that. Exactly. If Verstappen had the machinery, he would be beating Hamilton. The curse and now it's if Hamilton car. would have... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> um, so yeah, Hamilton and Russell both at Mercedes next year. Uh, Aston Martin. Now, this is an interesting chat because um, it would be it's purely down to one variable, which is Lance Stroll's father and what his role is uh, with the particular team. Because I think we would have a different kind of conversation potentially uh, around Lance Stroll and his performances this year uh, if he didn't have the safety net of his dad owning the team. Um, he's not been absolutely horrific, but he's been bad enough, I think, for Aston Martin, who had such a great car at the start of the year. Um to, to think of how many points they, they let go um, through Lance, obviously having his incident at the start of the year and he needed some kind of rehab and recovery there. Um, but even since then, he's not, he's not shown the same performance as, as Fernando Alonso really comparably at all. No, similar to Perez in a weird way. It's like circumstance saving him. Obviously, Perez, um, his dad, doesn't own Red Bull. Um, but, you know, it's the same sort of thing in the fact that Yes, he's underperforming, but there's no need to change there because Aston Martin aren't locked in uh, a championship fight or anything like that at the moment. Although we've said that if Red Bull weren't there, Stroll would be costing them the Constructors title right now. Um, But at the moment, yeah, the the guy there that is underperforming is um, the owner's son and the guy that... uh, is performing like Alonso's not going to uh, retire now. He's finally made a good career move uh, and that might have a chance of getting that that 33rd win, which we're all praying for. Yeah, well, we say that they, you know, Lance would be costing them the Constructors title, but right now they're still, he's still costing them second place in the, yeah. in the Constructors because he's 102 points behind his uh, teammate more, Fernando. More wind tunnel time master plan. <laughs> he's not, not going to get much more for third place in the uh, in the constructors, but they're they're only five ahead of Ferrari, and then there's a bigger gap to to McLaren, uh, who are on 103. But um, Lawrence is going to be gutted when he doesn't get that constructors title money, isn't he? What will he do? He, he probably won't even. Yeah, even if he won the constructors, <laughs> he, he wouldn't even make a dent, or it wouldn't even affect his bank account uh, at all. But. I'm sure there is a, there's at least pride there for for a for billionaire Lawrence Stroll. Mm. Um, okay, so that's Lance Stroll, obviously locked in, no contracts to be broken there. Fernando Alonso, again, like what you don't really need He's to say much more on there. on him. He's going to stay. Uh, we then go to Ferrari, where I fully believe we will see Leclerc and Sainz in 2024. They're both contractually uh, signed for that. There's of course loads of rumours going around about Leclerc signing a two plus three year contract with Ferrari into the future and so on and so forth. But obviously that has not been confirmed. Um, and signs again, there's, there's rumors about him going to Alpine, but this is about 2024 where they're both contracted and I believe they both will be there. Yeah. Interesting. You mentioned science about, uh, Alpine. I think that there's also the rumors of Alfa Romeo and Audi as well, that, that he's signed some kind of pre agreement to go there, mm. which I'm still, 90% sure that he's going to go to to Audi and I could see it being a good career move for him as well but at the moment it makes sense for him to 
stay at Ferrari. He's improved a lot. Um, and despite 2021, when I think uh, the start of that season, we predicted that Leclerc and Sainz would be the the maybe the rivalry that would have the most fireworks and they'd be colliding. They're, they're going to have one collision, I think we said a lot of the time. Surely it's going to happen. They've not actually had that you know they, they, there's a few right. little sassy team radio things but uh it's not that bad so yeah i can see them uh both staying and they've got contracts and there's no need to mess about with that no need to change anything at ferrari uh we now go to mclaren lando norris oscar piastri both contracted um Nothing to change. Piastri is performing incredibly well. McLaren, I'm sure, are very happy with their lineup at the moment. And with the car moving forward, I think that there is a strong possibility that those two could be a pairing to uh, to be reckoned with in the years to come um, because there'll be no reason for Lando to leave, uh, even though I think he's admitted that maybe he's looked elsewhere slightly, maybe at the start of the year with the fact that um, that McLaren, uh, McLaren car was pretty, pretty poor. Um, but now they've taken steps forward. Why would why would either of them move? No, uh, again another one that is very firmly locked in, and maybe this would have been a bit more, uh, you know, if if Piastri maybe wasn't performing or did like a Daniel Ricciardo, because of course Daniel Ricciardo had a contract, um, and that was broken as we mentioned earlier about contracts can be broken, but there'd be no need to for for these two because they're performing really well, and McLaren have, um, yeah. To say at the start of the year, we were thinking Lando needs to get out of that McLaren team. He's now looking like you know he's a team leader there, equally with Piastri as well. W- was it really worth shunning Alpine to to join McLaren? And it's been uh, terrible. And now he's looking like he's in a great team. He's performing really well. And uh, McLaren have shown that they absolutely made the right choice to to fight for him as well. And Oscar's certainly not regretting um, uh, not staying at Alpine, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, speaking of Alpine, Gasly and Ocon, I think we can very quickly just say that they will both be there next year. There's no reason to believe either of those would move. Um, they're both contracted, so... Yeah, Alpine, just Alpine, mid- middle... Everything's on fire, but the two consistent things are Gasly and <laughs> Ocon staying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, now we go to Williams, which is an interesting one. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of opinions here. Albon is, of course, contracted. And unless we get some crazy helmet Marco storming down the paddock, asking Williams again how much money is it for Albon to come to, to potentially Red Bull, um, because Perez isn't performing, then I think he stays at Williams. But I don't think for too much longer uh, there could definitely be when we look to 25, 26, maybe if Sainz goes to Audi, Albon could maybe well see himself in, in some red overalls, potentially. That would be exciting. Um, yeah, I can I mean, see it. I can see it. It's in, my, it's in my mind's eye now. It's in my wild 2026 prediction. Yeah. I, I did put Albon Fair play. In. Yeah. I think I kept <laughs> Sainz at Ferrari, but... I may have got one you? right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, Jake inside Albon... Uh, yeah, at the moment, he's having a very good season. Um, we will have put our driver ratings out, so I can spoil that he was obviously very high up uh, in that as one of the, the better drivers. Equally, in the F1 power rankings, he's like fourth or something. Um, so, yeah, he's very highly rated this season. He's he's proved himself uh, to be very, very good, but he can't stay at Williams forever if he wants to kind of make his way back 
back to the top. Um, but yeah, I think Albon is definitely staying. And then it's who's alongside him because at the moment, no contract for Logie Sarge. No contract for him. Um, I'm going to go boring and say they'll sign him for another year. Uh, I don't think Williams will be that savage to get rid of him so quickly, uh, especially to potentially just replace him with another rookie driver or whatever. Um, as I kind of said uh, in our other podcast, which that would that have gone out? The uh, bold predictions? Yes. Yeah, I think sure. so. Sure, maybe. I mean, it's not that big of a spoiler, <laughs> but I was just basically saying that Logan Sargent hasn't been that bad, I think, to lose his seat going into next no. year. So uh, I will say quite boringly that uh, that Logan Sargent will be there next year. Yeah, for this one, um, I think the only way I can see Sargent maybe coming under a bit of pressure is if uh, Frederick Vesti wins the F2 Championship and therefore can't continue in the F2 Championship. Um, and, you know, we've seen before that uh, Toto Wolff has maybe used that Williams seat as a, a Mercedes Junior equally. You know, Mick Schumacher, like, uh, is, is a driver that I think Toto is desperate to get back into to Formula 1. So I think if anyone would go there, it would maybe be like a Mercedes Junior in Mick Schumacher or Vesti. But I don't think Sargent, unless he's absolutely awful, um, I can't see Sargent losing it, losing his seat because he's done a all right job. Like he's not been spectacular, but um, you know he is driving one of the worst cars and a rookie, um, which which does you know save him a bit. Um, so yeah, I think I think Sargent will stay into into next season. Yeah, it's an interesting thing you say about Mick Schumacher. Obviously, Williams with the Mercedes uh, engine in the back of it and that partnership there. Um, yeah, it's it's just such a such a shame Mick sort of bowed out of Formula One so quickly and also off the back of a lot of mistakes, a lot of crashes, costing a small team a lot of money. Um, that you then you know if you're James Vowles. You're trying to Your build risk. the team, and yeah. you know how risky is it to to change? You know, Logan Sargent hasn't been the quickest driver ever, but he's not binning it every every race. He's not binning it every session. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one. But you might be thinking if you're, if you're listening along, this is quite a safe predictions. Matt and Tommy haven't gone crazy. <laughs> That's because I think 25 uh, is when we all start to start to lose our minds slightly. I think with uh, with certain drivers and potential moves. Agree. I mean, there's. We've had a lot of people locked in, really, haven't we? Uh, the, the next ones are a bit more um, up up for grabs. But uh, f- for me, the the whole thing is that day when Hamilton and Alonso, you know, they can't go on forever, even though you feel like they could, could go on forever, particularly like Alonso, you feel like he could go till he's 50 if he wanted to. But mm. that, that day where they do decide, you know, enough's enough and I'm retiring the domino effect will be absolutely insane because there's a seat at Mercedes, there's a seat at Aston Martin, who moves over to them, then everything gets bunched around and we could have another crazy, silly season. But for now, it's um, yeah, maybe a bit more of a, a normal uh, season, I guess. Uh, and and maybe, maybe it's a natural thing to happen after the absolute bonkers one that we had last season. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the reward-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We now go to probably the biggest discussion point, which is Hass. Uh, both drivers up for grabs uh, in terms of no contracts signed. Um, this one's interesting because I think Hulkenberg will be there again next year. I am very convinced of that. Magnussen has been washed. Now, yes, I think has. his seat could be under threat, in my opinion. But I don't know by who. That's the, that's yeah, the problem here because, of course, Haas have a link with Ferrari. Um, and you might think, oh, the Ferrari might stick one of their junior drivers in or whatever, but no one in Formula 2 is doing that well that has links with Ferrari. Oliver Behrman, Behrman up there. Uh, yeah, but he's but... not doing well enough, I don't think, to be like, right, he, need, he deserves an F1 seat, especially as well with Haas being a small team, and they went for exactly what we'd predicted previously around having two solid, consistent midfield drivers because they are a smaller team that just need to utilize a potentially good car at the start of the year but Magnussen hasn't been doing that so then De Haas then start thinking well is this philosophy working or do we need a Hulkenberg and a a raw talent with that could potentially uh yield us points in in the years to come but I just don't think there is anyone really in the in the queue to to, to nab it from the Ferrari side at least yeah, so my one kind of spoils a little bit the next bit, but because I've gone that I think it'd be Hulkenberg. Uh, I think he's lock, locked in. You know, he's performing very well. I do think Magnussen will be an under threat uh, if he carries on having the season uh, that he has. Um, and like I say, this kind of spoils the next one a bit, but um, you'll see why later that Zhou Guan Yu, I think, would go over to Haas. And this is, this is you know, the, the reasons why is I think that something will happen at Alfa Romeo, Zhe Yu will be available, and I'm with you that they can't they can't take a punt on a rookie because that it was disastrous when they had you know two rookies in there um, and it worked really bad. But Zhe is a very solid driver. He's he's very he's actually very non-problematic which probably has need quite a lot um you know he he was that driver he was that driver wasn't he that didn't get a single track limit warning in austria and doesn't have um i want to say doesn't have any penalty points either or, or things like that doesn't get into too many incidents oh actually tell a lie i think he might have done for the the bowling but before that <laughs> <laughs> but before that yeah he's not he's not been one of those drivers for a rookie, which you do tend to see a lot of people having moments and crashes, and actually he hasn't. So I think he's like got a good level of experience, but not not too too crazy. And I think this this more just says that I think Magnussen's time is up um, if he carries on performing the way he is, because he shouldn't be getting beaten as comprehensively 
as he has been by Hulkenberg, really. Like Hulkenberg, I do rate a lot. I think he's a very good driver and different scenarios and circumstances. And, you know, Hulkenberg could be like a multiple world champion, but he's not, and he's not even got a podium. Wow. Well, multiple world well he's, he, he was he was on the list to go to mercedes instead of hamilton multiple world champion okay. i think he's good in, he was good enough at the peak of his his career Mate, but... let's let's not you know just because you go in a team that's you know building a good car doesn't mean that it'll then stay that way you know you've got to no. have the feedback you've got to have everything else as well that i'm sure lewis hamilton is team lh that are listening you know, <laughs> very good driver that i'm sure crafted that team into into what it was um Okay, interesting. I, I'm actually going to say Magnussen is going to be in that second seat, so I'm literally not changing anything right now. Um, nice. Just purely because, look, you're tuning in, you're listening, you want the predictions. Frank's not happy with that. Oh, my mum's ringing as well. What is going on? Um, look. Hi, mum, I'm just on the podcast. Um, I'll, I'll ring you back. All right, take care. Okay, bye. Good Lord. Um, yes, as I was saying, Magnussen... We'll get that second seat. So I think Haas aren't that risky. I don't think they're that daredevilly to go back to a, a younger driver. Joe's an interesting one that you say, but I don't see why are you. Well, let's go to Alfa Romeo, shall we? Because maybe that's how you'll explain what's gone on here between Alfa Romeo and uh, and Haas. So Bottas, he's chilling. Like he's got his contract. I don't think they're going to break his contract, but I don't think Bottas is maybe. Got too many years left in Formula One, in my opinion. But I think for 24, he'll be there no matter what. But who's going to be alongside him, Tom Bellingham? Mm. Yes, I, I do agree that Bottas is not going to break his contract. He's a solid driver. He's not been particularly spectacular, but he's just like winding down his career, isn't he? And um, I don't think he's... Don't, I think this year, if anything, for me, has proved that I don't think he's going to be part of their Audi plans. Um but alongside him, uh, I think Teo Porcher might cause a bit of a, a headache if he goes on to win the F2 championship, which he is currently leading um, and is, you know, an Alfa Romeo junior. So um, it depends whether they decide uh, <laughs> what Alpine did and say uh, they've got this very exciting... I, I do think that Teo Porcher is one of the most exciting young drivers Um to, to come through the, the ranks still very young and it depends if they want to do an Alpine and wait a year and then um, someone else nicks him or they say look we need to to get him in now so I think it will be uh, th this very much is F2 reliant um, I, th I think there's room for one uh, a Vesti or a you know maybe a poor chair if they win the title but yeah, very little seats available, and then it just depends how these kind of lower teams shift about. Yeah, I think maybe if Vesti does win, then Sargent might lose his seat. Under Williams, a bit of pressure, but, yeah. Um, I don't see Joe going away from Alfa Romeo, in my opinion. I think Alfa Romeo would rather do the year wait, and Porcher sits in the wings. He sits as, what, reserve driver, whatever, goes to a few races, learns the the tricks of the trade and all that sort of stuff over 24. And then for 25, he then comes in. That's how I'd maybe see that happening. Um, but if Vesti wins F2 title, I think, yeah, that's an interesting one. Maybe Sargent could be under threat. It depends how much Williams have seen potentially a benefit of having an American driver, you know, as much as we wrote it off and, oh, we don't see much, blah, blah, blah. 
we don't know. We don't know exactly how much that brings from a financial um, uh, sort of advantage and and, exactly. and whatnot. So, what well, would I post on TikTok if he wasn't there either? I'd have no content. So, yeah. So, I've, we we said about you know, is he going <laughs> to score a point uh, before he becomes world champion on your TikTok? Is he going to have a seat by the time uh, he becomes world champion on your TikTok? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine that actually happens. That That'd would be, be amazing. Okay, uh, so I am going to say that Joe stays with Bottas uh, at Alfa Romeo and there's no change there either because I am being safe as houses, but I think it's genuinely going to be a very boring 2024 driver lineup in my opinion. Um, Alfa Tauri, two seats open. Daniel Ricciardo's not locked in for next year. Neither is Yuki Tsunoda. I see no reason for Yuki Tsunoda to not have an Alfa Tauri drive next year. I don't think he's going to get the call up to Red Bull at any time unless Perez decides to crash in the next 10 races consecutively. Um, and then Daniel Ricciardo, again, it, this is all performance dependent, right? Like, but you know, Dan, Danny Rick, we don't know if that one sprint race at Spa was actually a flash in the pan and he is still reasonably washed from his McLaren days, or if he, on the flip side of that, is actually got a lot more potential. I mean, to be fair, Hungary was a great drive from him as well. So I think it's more safe to say that he is... Um, able to score points and able to uh, to perform for this team. So I would say, and I'm going to lock in, no changes for the entire 24 driver lineup. <laughs> so this is where I've gone absolutely crazy. And, um, you haven't. You I've haven't. Really... I know your tone. I know your tone. I can see straight through you. No, no. So I've got some exciting news that obviously Alpha Tauri are going to get rebranded. Um, and Tom and Bellingham is yes, joining. Yes, it's, it's going to be called P1 racing and uh, the lineup will be tom bellingham and frank uh, oh yeah thanks matt, for the call up yeah matt your reserve driver um if frank has, has a dog has, over me yeah has, has a bit of a bad season yeah I frank's mean, frank gonna would be probably the... beat you if i've seen you <laughs> karting, you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> no but uh yeah alpha tauri ricardo and sonoda gone for gone for the same because i think that, that there's all these rumors isn't there about um, Hugo Boss Bulls Racing. What an awful name that is, by the, the way. Worst, that will be the worst Formula One team name ever. Mm, yeah, it's up there, isn't it, with HRT <laughs> and Virgin and stuff. But yeah, um, I, th I do think that um, they'll stay because I think what's going to happen with Alpha Tauri, and um, particularly when it gets this takeover, and this is something that maybe Helmut Marcos hinted, that it's not necessarily that junior team anymore. Um, they want it to be their own team, uh, well, have a lot of Red Bull shared parts and maybe even use a lot of <laughs> Red Bull uh, stuff to try and get through the, uh, make them like better. But I don't necessarily think it's going to be that just throw a junior in and then work his way up. And if they have a Hugo Boss racing or whatever, there's no better driver to be in the, you know, the swag than... Well, both of them, actually, to be fair. They're both very swaggy individuals. Um, Yuki Tsunoda and Dan Danny Rick. Swaggy individuals. <laughs> but yeah, um, and, and I could see that happening, that Daniel Ricciardo would lead that team uh, as a more experienced driver. And it's not necessarily a um, junior team, team anymore, anymore. which yeah. uh, is um, Fs in the chat for Liam Lawson, because he must think, when am I ever going to get to drive a, a Red Bull that is an interesting oh. thing. Let's talk about that. Liam Where Lawson. Liam Lawson, 
I see probably factoring again in maybe in 25. Uh, but it yep. just... It's that classic, it's, play it's the waiting game until, no Perez, until Perez yeah. moves and people get bumped up or Sonoda goes to Aston Martin for the Honda thing. There's no seats. And Red Bull Junior program is... Unless you are... No, no offense to Liam Lawson, he's a very, very good driver, but unless you are Max Verstappen level of good, it is a case of you have to be at the right place at the right time. They they don't just change everything around like they did for Max for anyone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's all about risk assessing, isn't it, for exactly. a team? Uh, like bringing in Liam Lawson, as much as he's winning things and everybody's making a lot of noise, do you risk putting Lawson in that Perez seat, for example? You know, crazy move like that, like they did with Albon, like they did with Gasly. Not crazy, but it was a big move for Albon Gasly. Both of them completely crumbled in, in some regards uh, compared to what Max, Max Verstappen was able to do in that car. Uh, so why would they make that risk again? Clearly, the learnings are they need to be nurtured before they get that big, that big hot seat. And it's also like it's not a part of <laughs> Formula One that a lot of people... Uh, enjoy but particularly a company like Red Bull that they're, they're there for marketing and um, you know why would they replace one of the most popular drivers on the grid and also Yuki Tsunoda with a big fan base with someone um, entirely new there is that element to it however much you know you can argue that Lawson uh, is a very good driver um, the sad reality is it's not always the best twenty drivers that make it into Formula One, and that is exactly. F1. Exactly, there's a lot more, a lot more to be assessed than just pure raw speed. And that is that. That is our 2024 F1 driver lineup predictions. Uh, Basically, yeah. just print off the same as last year, and yeah. uh, there we go. That's our. Prediction. I promise, 2025 <laughs> when we do that, maybe next year uh, will be, I think, a lot more exciting uh, once we get just that one move. If we it just is. get that one domino. move, everything changes. But we just don't envisage that happening, do we, this year? No, and I think that is because we had that crazy season of uh, Alonso. Well, actually, I guess it was uh, Vettel first, but then that's what I envision happening again when Alonso or a Hamilton or a Perez decide to either retire or, or move or whatever. Um, we'll have that moment again. Because, you know, Vettel retired, you get a seat at the top team, everyone shuffles up, and then you get seats down the bottom as well. Whereas at the moment, because that was so crazy last year, and no one is doing terrible other than, well, Nick DeVries and he's lost his seat already, that would have been the one that maybe we would have gone into the summer break going, Willie won't he, but they've already made that decision. So uh, it does seem like a lot of people are locked in and will rely on, um, yeah, yeah. For me, it, it relies on, on F2 and who's champion and how much pressure they will put on if they maybe have, if a Porcher or a Vesti has a really good end to the season. Um, we've seen it before where if you peak at the end, start winning races, that's when it puts pressure on. So, you know, if a if a Porcher or a Vesti... You also need to peak or, earlier, yeah. don't you? Because contracts get contracts signed. Contracts get and... signed. So... Yeah, I it would be very interesting to see if, um, yeah, if we get like a a double victory from like a poor chair Vesti, someone like that, like what what happens there? Mm. Fascinating stuff. Well, I look forward to 
you know, being wrong and actually should have gone for some bold predictions and not gone safe. But that's <laughs> that's how we're that's how we're looking at it. Let us know your thoughts as well on these, especially the the, the contracts that are currently yet to be signed, where you think they're going to be going, um, either in the YouTube comments or on social media. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, that is that. Tommy, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, um, you know, keep keep working at your driving skills, and I'll think about putting you in the seat instead of Frank for P1 racing. I love how you've become team principal now. Like, what the hell is this? I'm driver, um, team principal. Remember, you're co-founder, mate, all right? Get in your oh, lane. Sorry, I forgot. All right. <laughs> and that's my final thought. Screw you, Tommy. And we'll see you very soon for another piece of content. Bye. Bye. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 